The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Please tell me that's on video. I've never been happier. I'm made for a fucking podcast. That's <laughs> dangerous. Listen to me, we're out of here. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome to UFC Unfiltered. My name is Jim Norton. My co-host, Matt Serra, and I today will be joined by the Schmo, spending the entire morning with us. Oh, let's get the Schmo in here. Let's, let's, get- let's bring in the Schmo, and we will chat with him about all matters UFC. We got the Schmo in here. Let's party. Let's party. Hey, Schmo. Hey, guys. Hi, buddy. First of all, hey, hey listen, let me ease it into this. Mo, Schmo, how you been? The Schmo can't complain. Pleased to be joining you guys on this Monday morning. We had a weekend off from the UFC. We're back in action. Blessed to be joined by you guys again. Happy New Year. You too, buddy. Isn't it weird, like, when there is a, a weekend without a card now? Like, we got so spoiled in, like, the pandemic, like, where they were literally doing something every week. And then all of a sudden, you'll have a week without a card. You're like, what the fuck? What are they, what are they not doing anything? Yeah, we got way too spoiled by not having by having fights every single weekend. It's very weird, but uh, you know the schmo got to reset. We saw some local talent over in Southern California for an up next fighting promotion. So we still got our mixed martial arts fix in this weekend. Plus, we had LFA. There was some good stuff. Uh, yeah. So there's there's always other things to do. So you go to a lot of different. Um, you just like going to MMA events. Like going to a lot of combat sports events, MMA, boxing, you name it. Just like seeing some action. I can't watch though. Like I, I, I watched football, and I, and again, I get so enraged when I watch football. But I was watching the end of the uh, the Bengals Chiefs game yesterday, and there was that crazy penalty. And that's the thing about like uh, fighting that's so good is no one uh, a defender can't cost you a shot at the biggest uh, game of your life by making a, by a late uh, fourth quarter penalty. Like it's all on you. And I think that's one of the things people love so much about MMA and boxing. I hate sports that bore the fuck out of me. You do. I love MMA though. I'm a jujitsu man. I taught two classes today, 7 a.m. noon class. I, I love jujitsu. I can't watch jujitsu competitions for the most part. I can. But it's not like I'm looking forward to a fucking UFC. You understand, Schmo? When there's a UFC every weekend, it excites me still. It excites me. Thank goodness I have something to watch because I can't fucking watch anything. But to your point, good. Uh, the Schmo's a big sports guy. We love the NFL. But to your point, Jimmy, 11 guys on the field. He got one guy deciding what happens for the rest of the guys. He pushed them out of bounds, extended that 15 yards. He got a closer attempt to the field goal. And that kind of blows it for the other 10 guys. That's the difference between mixed martial arts and the team sports. One guy can ruin it for everybody else. It's crazy. and, and but, but fighting, you rely on yourself. So there's no one to blame. Uh, even if your corner gives a bad instruction, it's literally you either execute or you don't. Um, yeah, that's got to be so frustrating. It's also going to suck if you let 11 other guys down too. Like if you lose, you lose. But to let down your whole other team because you fucking didn't realize where you were on the field and, and push the quarterback. And it was a clear penalty. It wasn't a bad call. Yeah, he's out of bounds for sure. He was. Oh, oh, he was out of fucking bounds. To get <laughs> locked in a cage. No, hold on to your seat. Sit down for to get locked in a cage. 
with another man. With another with another if you're a woman with another woman. Because sure. another competitor that's been training for eight to ten weeks to do you bodily harm. Oh my I can cut glass with these nipples. That's a fucking that's something to watch. Yep. Don't get me wrong. Oh, it's the field goal. I hope he gets it. It's exciting. I get it. Sure. I don't fucking get it at all. But some people do. A lot of people, more people do than don't, I think. Yeah. But it's something about, the th- maybe because I felt it, I can still smell the blood, Schmo, when I think yeah. about it. You understand? I do. I know what I it's do. like to make the walk. Sure. I'm very excited about the fucking rematch of Israel Adesanya and Alex Pereira. Can we start with that? Sure. Yeah. Thank you. As I take a, a sip of my Dr. Pepper. And is the co-main on that one? Uh, no, the uh, Fiziev and, and Gaethje is in London. That's Edward. I think Edwards, uh, uh, Usman three. What is the co-main of? Um, is it going to be Masvidal Burns? Masvidal Burns. You're absolutely right. There you go. Ooh. That is the co-main. Oh, yes. Ooh. Good call. All right, well, all right. Well, which one do you want to talk about first? We're doing a little. T- we got. We got to discuss. Let's talk about Izzy and uh, and uh, Pajeda. Let's go. Who do you? Well, now, first of all, I'm not looking into this. This guy's the kryptonite for Izzy. I'm not. I'm not buying it. Uh, don't get me wrong. You could look at that and say, "Well, dude, what are you talking about? He beat him how many times?" If you dissect e- even the last fight, how about three more seconds? I believe the first round. I, I'm not sure. Yeah. Izzy faked the gym and came in. He had him. He had him on ice skates, and he's so accurate. Give him another two seconds. That's what we're talking about. That's what it comes down to with this skill set. So I don't know, man. He pulled it out in that last one. Everybody remembers how it ended, but Izzy was in that fucking fight. He was in that fight the whole time. But when you say you, you're right, and I do think Adesanya you can beat him, but when when you come that close and you're winning the whole fight, I mean, I think he was up three rounds to one, but going into the fifth, if I remember correctly, that almost plays into that. What do I have to do to beat this guy? Like I've done everything right, and I he still fucking found a way to get me in the end. I would almost think that would add to the psychological, uh, if there's anything. Adesanya will probably say there isn't, but I think that would weigh heavier on me if I came that close and still, after winning the whole fight, uh, wound up finding a way to 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 lose it. And right now, Izzy is the betting favorite. If you look at it, like you said, the psychological aspect of it, you got to think Pereira's got the advantage. He's beaten him twice in kickboxing, and then he beats him in mixed martial arts. And yes, he was losing that fight. It was that final round, just like how Yeri beat Glover in the final round. Yep. Glover was winning that fight, and then Yeri was able to come out late and submit him in Singapore and become the UFC light heavyweight champion. Also, uh, Edwards Usman, an- another one that ended in the, in, the, in the fifth round. Exactly. 2022 was big for that. Three of those big fights with the titles changing in the last fifth round, the championship rounds. But if you're Izzy, you should have the confidence because you were winning on the feet. You were piecing him up. This still is mixed martial arts. You were having success success with the grappling and listen, you got to just tweak a few things here and there and you could become a new middleweight champion again. I think Adesanya wins the next fight. I think he'll, uh, he'll win it by decision. Um, you know, either Pereira knocks him out in the first or second round or Adesanya wins by decision. But I, I think that again, he, he's a better fighter. Um, again, uh, Alex got him in the fifth, but I, I do think that Adesanya is a better fighter. Hey, it's almost to me a toin cost. When it gets closer, I will make my pick. Yeah, but right now I'm literally still on the fence because I, I, I think Alex Pereira thinks that he's fucking. Un- I think he feels that he's unstoppable. He's got a and he's a he's a big mother jumper, man. Huh? Yeah. Big. I mean, he's huge. I like what you said, Jimmy, because the Schmo right now early predictions thinks that the longer this fight goes, I think it favors Izzy. But because of the momentum being a real thing and knowing he's got the striking, I think Pereira, if he wins this fight, he would be knocking him out TKO earlier on. But as it gets closer, that could change. I like what you said, Jimmy. Yeah, because you look at it like Will Adesanya, as smart as he is, does he go in there having lost three fights to this guy wanting to do something uh does, does the emotion get a little bit of him uh, and maybe he makes a mistake early that that Pereira capitalizes on that that's gonna be a great fight I can't wait for that 
Um, and I'm happy that, that, that they're fighting. Obviously, Adesanya deserves, even if it was a first-round knockout, he would have deserved uh, the immediate rematch because of what he's done. What do you think about Usman uh, Edwards 2, uh, uh, 3? Edwards has said this will be a different fight, but Usman was dominating that fight. I think he was up four rounds to nothing, if I remember correctly. Um, and again, he, he lost fair and square. But what do you think happens in that fight? Uh, you know, he kind of jumped off that fucking topic. I was about to say something. Oh, go ahead, Matt. Go back. Okay, Jimmy, go back. I got ADD. Okay. If I too long, let's do. Be like, you're right. You're right. Pereira and Adesanya. And you also skipped over Masvidal Burns as the co-main. We're going to get, yeah, I know. We're going to talk about that. Too. All right, all right. I know, but I just thought I would, because we were talking about guys that lost in the fifth. I all right. Know. It's All right, true. so we got to do this, and then we got to do uh, Gilbert Burns got, listen, against Masvidal. We no, we jump, we'll jump. Okay. We got to have a good time, and I'm already. Right. What do you think of Liddell's loss to Tito? Okay. All right, go ahead. <laughs> My thing is this: Alex Pereira. That's a fucking. And I'm not. I'm not picking Alex Pereira, but I'm saying that's a fantastic matchup when he on his end when he's thinking about the possibility. Let's say I go for like a double. Um, uh, the champ champ situation. I get another belt in a higher weight class, or I stay down here and I defend against Akalayev. Uh, uh, Magomed Akalayev, yeah. Yes, who's going to be mostly trying to grapple me, or I'm going to fight a guy which in a weight class where I fought before, and he's got a skill set that matches up great with me because we're going to be dancing, standing up. We're going to be doing what I've been doing for so long and becoming. A, I had a double. At a, I already had two belts in it. You know, I'm talking as him. He already had two belts in the kickboxing. So that's a matchup wise, style wise. Shamal Hill, even though he's a bigger individual, is a much better stylistic matchup than than um on Kaliath. Right or wrong? I don't know. What do you think, Schmo? That's a hustle move. You get the you can become a champ champ, and it's a way better stylistic matchup. I think stylistically, yes, Jamal Hill is much better than Magomed on Kaliath because of the grappling, like you just said. And I think it would be fun for everyone, but I still think we're jumping ahead a little bit here. And we got to get Pereira to actually be Izzy for a fourth time second in mixed martial arts. And then what about Robert Whitaker in this equation? We can't skip over the Reaper, Robert Whitaker. What? Wait, now where, now where is he and who is he fighting? That's the thing. He was supposed to fight over there in Australia, Perth, two weeks from now. And then Paulo Costa, contract dispute. He's out of that fight. We have no idea what's going on with Robert Whitaker. You know, there was that big announcement from Dana White that we're talking about announcing Izzy Pereira too. But where does Robert Whitaker fit in this equation? Does he want to weigh in as an alternate, as a backup for that fight? I mean, what makes sense for Robert Whitaker? Because he fights everybody and he is the clear next guy in line. Oh, so Costa's uh, contract problems uh, had him drop out of that fight. Yeah, he didn't want to fight. I mean, uh, the Schmo doesn't want to get into specifics and numbers, but I believe he's got one fight left in his deal. He didn't like it, and he wanted more money, and they just didn't come to a resolution. I don't know what's going to happen and what's going to happen with Robert Whitaker. I'm sure we'll hear something soon, though. I mean, he can't be on the bench soon, especially when he was supposed to fight. Yeah, and he wants to fight. Yeah, shit. Well, listen... Let's talk about the co-main. What do you say? Yeah, how about Burns Masvidal? Guys, can I just ask you this question? The yes. schmo's been itching at this thing for years now. You got a title. It's this new title. You know, we're not talking about a specific division title. We're talking about something that stands for baddest motherfucker, BMF. Yep. What's the point of having this belt if it's never on the line? Put the belt on the line. Masvidal Burns, BMF title. Then you got a co-main with the belt on the line. What do you guys say? How come? Well, my, my thing is, how is the belt not on the line every time? The, I mean, since then, who did he lose to? Uh, he lost Colby Covington. No, but before that, didn't he lose to uh, Kamar Usman? Yes, Usman now, technically. So Kamar Usman has that belt, and they Leon's got the belt. United, man. the belt should be united. You know what I mean? Like, and then well, and then when Leon beat him, he's the baddest motherfucker. I never agreed with that. Listen, that belt was a fun fucking thing. Yeah. Nick. For Nate and, and Masvidal, it was sure. kind of like, ah, oh, there you go. There's the rock. There's a cute little thing because they're both known for their, you know. Grittiness. Gr grittiness, yes. So that's what he's there. So it's like, well, you can't. I mean, not for anything. I think as far as the, 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 the champ is the baddest motherfucker. <laughs> no, I mean, fuck. I don't know. I like to have fun, but still. I don't. Yeah. It should be on the line, Shmo. It should have already switched hands. Can't, what about the fucking the, the, the championship belt? 
now I'm gonna fight you, but if I lose, I'm gonna it's not on the line. It'll be on the line next. Fuck off with that. Yeah. But stylistically, though, this is what the schmo will say. Obviously, Masvidal, he's known to be a striker. Gilbert Burns might be the most well-round fighter in that division, the welterweight division. You can make an argument between his grappling skills and the stand-up skills. He's a very well-rounded fighter. And look what he just did to Neil Magny in Brazil. And we just saw what happened between Colby Covington and Masvidal the last time they were both out in the cage. If this fight goes down to the mats. This is Gilbert Burns' world. And Gilbert Burns is the type of guy who'd be willing to stand and trade with Masvidal. You don't know where it's going to go, but it's an exciting fight. But you got to say that Burns has to have the edge for a few different reasons. He could win this fight in more different ways. Plus, if you believe in ring rust, Burns has been a lot more active. Yeah, I would take Gilbert in this fight. Um, I, I don't think this would go the distance either. I think that he winds up, he wins this fight. Uh, in the second round, I, 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 I would take Gilbert in the second round, even though I like Gilbert, I would, this is by far not a, not a secure win. I mean, I don't know. Masvidal, Agreed. I think his grappling, I think his grappling is better than people give him credit for. He fights the top and the best and he doesn't just, they're not just taking him down and just holding him there. You know what I mean? There's a lot of up and down. And the fact that Gilbert is so well-rounded he might not just stick to a grappling-based uh, assault. And anytime you trade, you're out there to get hit. And even with Kobe, even the best grapplers, Masvidal has landed, has hurt them in their fight. Even in that fight, he dropped them once with a fucking, I don't know if it was a left hook. I forgot yeah. what it was. But it was, so he's very, you know, Ben Askren's the best grappler in the game. He went right into a knee. Masvidal's crafty, man. And I don't, I, I think this fight's, everybody's thinking late. We haven't seen Masvidal in a while. He's been losing a little bit here and there. This is a, I'm, I'm excited for this fight. Not to mention yep. when you look at sometimes these guys, you could say, well, Masvidal, they both, this guy fought at 155. Now he's fighting at 170. They both did that. Oh. So it's not like there's going to be a big size difference in a sense where a lot of guys that are 170 that, you know, like, man, this guy's got the weight and the big, the, the, there's no way this guy's going to make 155. These guys both are going to be around the same size. So that, it's very, listen, Great matchup. I'm surprised it didn't happen already. Both honest. fight in Southern Florida. Great camps. Killcliffe FC for Gilbert Burns. ATT for Mosfidal. Just down the freeway there in Southern Florida. They both have great training partners. And I, the Schmo will say this about Mosfidal. He works damn hard in the gym. And he works in silence. He's got great training partners. And there's a great wrestler that trains down at ATT by the name of Bo Schmo Nickel. And if he's been working on his grappling under silence and working on those skills, I wouldn't be shocked. If Masvidal won this fight, I wouldn't be shocked as Masvidal comes back with such improved wrestling and grappling just after that sour taste in the loss from Colby Covington. So it's going to be an exciting fight no matter what. The Schmo early on does favor Gilbert Burns more ways to win this fight, but not going to be shocked whatsoever if Masvidal does what he does and wins. I also, um, yeah, I agree. I, I want to know, does uh, Pavlovich have a fight lined up um uh, i mean sergey pavlovich i can't wait to see him fight again does he have anything lined up small or anything you've heard yeah that guy's exciting that guy i mean people think him john jones him cyril gone put any of those guys at the top right there that guy will be fighting for a heavyweight title i don't think he's got a fight coming up i don't know i haven't heard anything yet that's a great question he's a guy i would like to have seen fight in Ganu. You know, like I, I always thought Jones, Cyril Gan was more interesting than Jones and Ganu, uh, just because of the style and the way they fight. And Pavlovich is a guy I would rather see fight Francis than Jones or Cyril Gan, just as a fan. You know what fight is to make? And we got a shout out to our producer, Jake, for this too. He just brought him up. He's in the top five. Curtis Blades. He's got the wrestling background. But Curtis Blades knows that he's got to continue to fight these top guys to finally get that title shot. And maybe you make Blades and Pavlovich at the top. That's a title eliminator right there. Exciting. Two different styles. And Blades is showing he can use his hands as of late. I mean, he's right there. Yeah, that would be uh that would be a very interesting fight. What do you think of Jones and uh and gone? It's hard to say because Jones has been out for so long, too. Here's what the Schmo will say. We saw Francis Nganu beat Cyril Gan with his wrestling on one leg. He had a torn ACL. We all know how dominant John Jones's wrestling is. If John Jones takes him down and uses his wrestling, how can he not win this fight? But if he fights this like he did Tiago Santos, where he went standing up 
kickboxer to kickboxer. I'll take my strength to your strength. And he hasn't fought in so many years. And it was a very, very close call last time he was inside the octagon. UFC 247 against Dominic Reyes. A lot of people thought Dominic Reyes won that fight. Yep. If the ego gets in the way, Cyril Gaon wins. But if the path to victory is to do what you do best and makes you the most dominant, arguably the greatest fighter in UFC history, and you go to the wrestling, the schmo can't see how John Jones loses this fight. The guys you just mentioned are more explosive, and both uh, Santos and Dominic Reyes, I'm going to argue, I'm going to say they're more explosive and hard to take down than um, and keep down than Cyril Gaon. I think he might be bigger, but... John's going to be quicker and he's going to get a hold of him. He's going to get him down and he's going to strangle him. I said this from the second it was uh, announced. I think his jujitsu is going to be too much. He accepts being on his back too. He went to his back. That's why he's not the champ right now. Everybody talks about Francis winning. He won not because of his good, because of Cyril, Cyril Gon's bad. His fucking bad. He did a beautiful single leg. Let's lay down with a tree trunk. Fuck. There goes the belt. So listen. Shouldn't have laid down with the fucking leg, lost the belt, but he likes to grapple. It's not the first time he laid down with a leg either. So he'll, if he, it's because I think it's going to get in the grappling realm. Even if he ends up on bottom, John Jones, I think he can get out and fucking submit him. I, I just, I see it happening. It's been 10 years, I believe, since Jones had a submission win. Now, I'm not saying that he can't out grapple Cyril, but Cyril also is, is very fast for a heavyweight and he moves very gracefully for a heavyweight which is his natural weight. So how does John adjust to that? Uh, is he any slower because he's going up 20 pounds or whatever? And, and and can he has he seen anybody as large as Cyril who moves like Cyril and who strikes like him? I, I don't think he takes him right down and submits him because, again, he hasn't had a submission win uh, in, a, in a very long time. So I, I'm not saying Jones can't win that fight, but I don't see him just taking Cyril down and strangling him. I don't see him winning by submission, but maybe it's those elbows. It's a TKO. He gets him into mount and he finishes him. And we've seen John Jones finish guys in that position before too. Cyril Gaunt is quick. He moves like a middleweight for a heavyweight. I don't know if the speed advantage, the athleticism is going to be as apparent for other John Jones fights against guys. They're going to be pretty similar in that regard, the Schmo thinks. But if John Jones takes him down, he's going to finish this fight via TKO. You know, this is a time... John Jones could come out, come out of left field. Every with we're bringing up, we haven't seen this, we haven't seen that. That doesn't mean he doesn't have the ability to fucking do it. You understand? If I had pillow hands, I wouldn't have the ability to switch up my game plan when I went for the title. Got bricks. Anyway, my point is, Jimmy, I get weird. My thing is this: John Jones. It's not like he doesn't have that in his fucking arsenal. He sure. does. He got he took grappling matches before. He submitted Dan Henderson. I know he's bigger, yada yada. Dude, he could grapple. So he hasn't done it yet. What's a good thing to bring into a fucking major heavyweight heavyweight fight with a title on the line? Oh, let's do something people haven't seen before. He's gonna strangle him. Round one. What do you want to fucking say? I think that's incorrect. I, I think on uh I guess it all depends on who can do what they want to do. Uh body kicks that Cyril throws are just fucking horrendous, uh, nasty. Uh, that may give John a hard time. And again, John is used to having a, a, a big reach advantage. And I think he probably has one over Cyril, but I think he loses some of that. Um, and again, some of the movement. I, I, I don't think as much as I liked Reyes and, and Tiago Santos, uh, I mean, Gustafson moved really well, yeah. and he gave John a very hard time. And John did knock him out. Really? But what, what, yeah. what do you do with him in the second round? Second well, I'm fight. saying he did. He knocked him out. Yeah, he knocked him out in the rematch. But I'm I'm in the third round. I think. Did he but knock him out? What did he do I, with him? I I am I wrong? Did he submit him? Maybe but you're right. Let's man. look up what he did with him in the second fight when the first fight was competitive. What did he do in that fucking first? I, round? I remember third round knockout. Maybe I'm wrong. Tell us, Jake. Decision and. He, uh, third round knocked out in the punches. Yeah, third round knocked out. Oh, did he? All right, my yeah. fucking bad. But he did grapple him before that. So, yeah, he hasn't submitted anybody since Vitor Belfort. Again, he can he do it. Say, but Hey, listen, if he doesn't submit him and he ends up mounted, beat him up, I'm still taking that as a fucking... Of win. course, right. yeah. So I think he's going to use his jujitsu skills and his wrestling, obviously. But like I said, even if he ends up on bottom, I think he's craftier than... than, than even though we haven't seen it, he does have it in the arsenal. This is the time to use it. Head and arm choke, rear naked choke. These things, are they're coming. Oh, they're coming. I wouldn't even know. Triangle. Listen, if they grappled, and it, I, it, that's what's going to happen. And I believe he, he's looking at what's going on. Why the fuck is he going to want to strike with this guy? 
huh? This crazy Frenchman, he's on his feet. He's moving around like a fucking lightweight, you know? He's going to get him down. I don't know. This is, this is what I'm feeling in my guts. He, you, you might be right. Can we, can Jake, can you look up the reach difference between uh, Cyril and Jones? Is Jones 83? 84.5. Oh, Gon's 81. All right, three and a half inches. Wow, that, that, that's more of a difference than I would have thought. Wow, okay. So he hasn't fought in a while. Uh, Jones has not, uh, not fought in three years. Cyril is an active fighter and is getting better with every fight. Hey, man. I think it's going to be a fantastic fight, but I really, that's, well, I think that he's going to do what I, I said he's going to do. I think he's going to get him down within a couple of rounds and, and put him away. But I mean, hey, listen, man, it is very, very exciting. I can't wait. And I can't wait either. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com, to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. You know what's funny? What? At my school, like people, I'm laid back, so I don't have everybody call me like professor or at like, jujitsu. Sure. I don't want to have to. They don't have to call me sensei yeah. or coach, but a lot of them usually do out of respect. Yeah. You know, some people call me mad adult. or or, or doll. That, well, that's that's for you. Okay, yeah, that's only for you and my wife. <laughs> but Jimmy, sometimes I'm so laid back. Some of these kids in the kids class, you know, they call me Matt. Now, now listen, I'm laid back. Well, you got a 10 year old. They're like, hey, Matt, where's this? And it's like, yo, listen, hey. I feel like, and it's like, I'm laid back, but look, I'm not enforcing certain things, but you're the parents. If I have my, my nine year old go up to you and go, hey, hey uh, I'm just going to name any name. Hey, uh, hey, Kevin. Hey, Kevin, what's up? But yeah. no, not, throw a mister in front of it. How about that? Mr. Sarah, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, listen, or else, if you're anything, you're a sensei, but if anything you want, I'm making it easy. But there's got to be something there. I mean, no. It's Did you say cool. anything to the parents? Oh, 100%. And they get but, it. But it's like, but one of the guys, a good dude, one of my birthdays, he's a little, like a, it's like a progressive guy. He's like, oh, what should I, what should I say? Like, what should you say to your 10-year-old? I might be, oh, you're a fucking parent. Tell her to fucking, have, you know, just show a little respect. I'm not trying to be a, don't make it be like, I'm fucking weird. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Are you fine? Like, what are you fucking, what is she, your equal? You're the fucking parent. You yeah. tell them to show respect in here. Yeah. I don't want to be at a tournament, and I'm not trying to or any man. Hey, Matt, what am I up? Hey, come down, kid. Listen. Yeah. Show, let him show a little class. Now, what else do we got? I've seen that the Schmo's been busy interviewing some people. Yeah. I see this, uh recently you talked to Luke Rockhold might be doing a comeback. Is that what's going on? Yeah, you know, the Schmo went over to the Ruka facility in Costa Mesa, California. We caught up with Coach Jason Perlo, Chito Vera, who's going to be headlining February 18th. That's going to be an exciting fight against yeah. Corey Sanhagen. And then Luke Rockhold was back in the gym. He's hitting pads. And guess what, ladies and gentlemen? The what? Schmo talked to him. He's, he's out of the UFC. He wants to go into boxing. And he's training harder right now than he did when he fought Paulo Costa. Luke Rock cold, ladies and gentlemen. Hey, man, I like it. I think that altitude hit him hard. Where was that fight again? I was there. Salt Lake <laughs> City. The altitude, it's pretty high up there, no? Oh, yeah, and he broke his nose in the in the first punch. Broken nose in the first round. Fought in altitude. Luke Rockhold with the layoff. You get you get the toughness, man. It was so impressive. He couldn't even breathe. Yeah, that was such a great fight. That was such, as again, just as a fan watching that fight, you're like, this is what two guys just beating the hell out of each other, uh, and neither guy wants to to quit. That was a great fight. A lot of emotion in that fight. Yeah. You know, people like emotion. Sure. 
you know? Jamal Hill's win, by the way. Sorry, Matt. Very emotional. That was really uh, very moving to watch. Uh, but he was he was very emotional after winning the belt, more more so than a lot of guys. It was just really uh, it was something to watch. Um, I was watching the fucking the Last Dragon the other day. You ever see the Last Dragon? Schmo, Schmo has never seen saw it. it before your time. You ever hear of Bruce Leroy? Yeah, I've heard of Bruce Leroy. Not in the but he got his nickname. From this movie. Okay? Do your homework, Schmo. It's called The Last Dragon. Okay. It's from the 80s. Okay? It's before the and there's a time. Song, and there's a song in there. <laughs> the song in there is about the glow. It's called about the... Because when you re, when you get to a certain point in the martial arts, you get the glow. So there's a song in there, and it's very 80s. It's very, like, pop-locking. And it's like, when you got the glow. And it makes me feel like when you were coming on, I was like, in my car, I'm like, when you got the Schmo, you'll get the scoop when you got the Schmo. You'll feel the magic when you got the schmo in the and something like that. Do you, do you are you feeling that? A little bit. The schmo busted out the harmonica. We we like the tune. <laughs> Sometimes Jimmy's fate makes funny. It, he makes like painful faces when I do things, and it he thinks I, it doesn't hurt, but it, it gets me. No, I love you. I just wanted to ask how many espressos. I'm here, Jimmy. How many espressos? I have a big heart. You got a little dark bird heart, and you love you love to just. Shit on my fucking parade. Anyway, That's listen, not true. let's talk about the main event. This is that this weekend coming up with the fights? Uh yes, this is uh Spivak against uh Derek Lewis. Who doesn't love Derek Lewis? Huh? Who? He's got the record. Most knockouts. Heavyweight history, Derek Lewis. Well, listen, he's always entertaining. But uh Sergey Spivak, tell me what do you think about this? Talk to me. Talk to me. Talk to me. Who wants to go first? Schmo. Well, you got the polar bear. I think this thing is standing. You got Derek Lewis. His path to victory, we all know it. The knockout. But he's also the baddest blue belt in the state of Texas. He's been working on that grappling. But Spivak, we know his bread and butter as the polar bear is going to be the grappling. He's not going to be afraid to trade. But this is a very, very important fight for Derek Lewis. He has not been successful as of late. The Schmo thinks there's going to be a return of in his corner crew Bob Perez right there. He hasn't been with him the past few fights. Crew Bob Perez in his corner. This could be huge. This could be back to the Derek Lewis coming out party. My balls was hot. Take out the cup. Get another knockout. That's important. But uh, Spivak, I mean, he's no slouch. It's going to be a tough one. The Schmo gives the edge, though, to Derek the Black Beast Lewis. Yeah, I mean, Spivak is beaten... Uh... I mean, he's, he's beaten Tuivasa. He's fought some good fighters. You know, Greg Hardy and Augusto Sakai were his last two fights. But, I mean, you look at the, the level of competition that both these guys have faced. I, I think Lewis has by far faced uh, a, a stronger, higher level of fighters. And, uh, yeah, I, I think Derek finishes this fight in the first or second round. Uh, you're right. This has got to be – Derek, I think, is probably – even though he'll, he'll always have a fight if he wants one because everybody loves him so much and he's such an entertaining person – um, and a guy like that with one punch knockout potential, I think has a longer shelf life after a few losses. Cause he can always come back with an exciting first round win, but this is a very important fight for Derek Lewis. And, uh, I, I think especially after that Pavlovich, uh, uh, first round loss and Tuivasa in the second round, I, I think, uh, this is too important for him to lose. So I think he wins in the first or second. Yeah. I think Derek's due for a win. Yep. He's dealt with grapplers before the way he timed that uppercut with Curtis blades. Yeah. And I had Curtis Blades pick to win that one. Man, that time that wasn't a lucky punch by any means. No. He timed it right from the right from the hip. He's like, when he didn't see him anymore, and that's when he was practicing. Just as soon as he disappears, he's gonna go right from the hip. And that was just perfectly timed. And it shows that even though he is a beast, he's more technical than you think. And he's thinking in there more than it looks like. Sometimes it looks like he does the best. He has a good poke, he has a good a fake out in there where it's like, oh man, he's getting tired. Oh shit, he's coming back. Where it's like, it looks like he's fading and he draws you in. And next thing you know, there's power and death coming at you with his strikes. So it's always entertaining. And then it also looks like he's tired. Then also to jump up and do a jumping high kick or some shit. Yeah. He's funny, man. And then, and then him on the mic is also just always, always fun. 
I don't think he looked good in that blade. I think I think he was sluggish, and I, and not in the way you're talking about, like where Lewis will sometimes again kind of play possible a little bit or conserve energy and then explode i thought he was having a tough time in that fight and and just he's such a veteran and he's and he is a more technical smarter guy than people think he just found a way to win like he just timed that punch well and knew that's what he had to do but i, I think he was having a very hard time with blades and um again he he out he thought of the, what he had to do and he did it he was also having a very tough time with um i'm, I'm forgetting the gentleman a fight in which he was losing this, uh, and then he came back and knocked him out. Volkov. And, and the Schmo just wants to say the smaller cage at the UFC Apex has been very, very good to Derek Lewis. Yes, he hasn't won recently in the state of Texas. You got the hometown pressure, the family, the friends, but the Apex has been very kind to Derek Lewis. That smaller cage, that's something of note. Why is that cage smaller? I don't know. Why is that cage smaller, Matt? Hey guys, I, I would like to know. Why is that? that you know why? The, the extra couple inches, it just makes it look better for the TV. I don't fucking know. And I, have, I, I, I don't know. Maybe you could, it's a smaller facility. You could pack more fans in there. But I will say this too. When he, Derek Lewis was in deep trouble, strangled by Alexi Olenek. We know the boa constructor. He's able to get out of there and knock him out. And he was able to just withdraw some of high high pressure that's why yeah. the schmo just favors Derek lewis in this fight a lot of yeah. a lot of things in his corner for this one i'm going with Derek lewis too i yeah. am man I, is I, he beaten he has beaten some good fighters man yeah, he has is. beaten some really gabriel gonzaga I, I mean i haven't thought of gabriel gonzaga in a long time that was only six years ago um i, I would have thought that was longer ago i don't know when gabriel left the ufc now why do you think Leon Edwards expects a totally different fight in this trilogy. How is it going to be a totally different fight? Does he think that Kamara is just going to just try to grapple him more? Or what do you think is going to happen? Well, got to ask you this. How healthy really is the hand of, of Usman? It's kind of a little question mark in this thing. He's had a lot of procedures on this. I mean, that's why you can argue that they were so late to announce this fight. We knew it was going to happen. Usman rematch against Edwards. But how healthy is the hand of Usman? That's a real question mark here. and. Why does he expect it to be different? I don't know. I mean, if Usman did not win that first round, but then he was dominating the rest of that those rounds, and then he just got caught in the fifth. Usman's a very smart guy. I think they both have to adjust different. Uh, I mean, this is the third time or they're going to be fighting, or second time they're going to be fighting. So you got to third time. This third. is not the remit. Third time. One, one, yeah. You got to switch things up. That's why you expect a different fight because the approach has to be different when you're fighting a guy in a trilogy fight. And everyone knows Leon was losing that fight, so he can't say I'm going to go out and do the exact same thing and then, and then hope to catch a guy like Camaro, uh, who I'm sure is very difficult to catch, which is why no one's been able to do it. Um, you know, he has to, he has to fight a, a stronger fight in the first, second, third, and fourth round. He can't hope for that, that great – I can't say it was not a lucky kick. It was a beautifully placed kick. But you, you can't hope that that's going to land again in the fifth round. So he knows he has to do something different. I think his attitude's going to be different. I think he Maybe, yeah. knows what he could do now, and he's not going to be getting down on himself. He he started that last one good. He won that first round with fucking grappling. I mean, I think he's gonna, and now he's going to be in his fucking. He's going to have that home turf advantage. He's going to man. He should be buzzing. You know, but think of the flip side of this too. Think of all the pressure Usman had with his win streak. Everyone's comparing him to Anderson Silva. Is this guy going to be the greatest welterweight of all time? Is he going to surpass GSP? All those expectations were mounting and now everything's been lifted off of his shoulders and he's experienced that loss. I think if you're Usman, you got to be fighting a lot more carefree. And now the pressure's on Leon because now he's headlining. Now he's in his backyard and We'll see what happens, but I think more pressure's on Leon in this fight to win than it is on Usman. Hey, Schmo. Hey, Jimmy. Hey, Schmo. Guys, let me tell you something. Fighting is fucking pressure. It's fucking pressure, Schmo. It's, oh, let me, maybe it's a little less. I don't have to train it because I, no, guess what? You're going to get locked in there with a guy trying to fucking kick you. He put you unconscious. He put you unconscious, Schmo. And what if, listen, do you think it's any less stressful for either guy? It's fucking pressure. 
All right, all right. Let me let the smoke clarify. How do you deal we're not, with pressure? We're not, we're not talking about the pressure inside the cage once you're locked in. 25 minutes, we get it. It's equal there. But everything leading up to it, we're talking everything from the moment you're making that walk, all the media expectations, everybody talking to in your ear, all that extra pressure that People adds looking on for to tickets. inside the cage. People yes, looking for tickets. tickets. The tickets, man. But being a professional, you block it out. Yeah. You know why? Because that's being the fucking champion. You don't be a champion. Listen, you don't be a champion. Expect the fucking. There's no pressure. That's why I didn't hold on to that belt. I don't want that pressure. <laughs> I don't want to get. Uh, my point is this: that <laughs> it's a fucking target on your back, and fucking you. That is what you're. That's the fucking name of the fucking game. Because let me guess what? After he takes him out, if he does take him out, there's another motherfucker gunning for you. You're the champ. So that's the name of the game. As long as you have that, you're living in a pressure cooker. Well, they both have that. Like, like you're right. They both have the pressure of another guy who is very closely matched in skill, wants to knock me unconscious. So it's almost like, what about the outside stuff that either adds to that or takes away from that? Like Derek Lewis has a hard time winning in, in his hometown. Maybe there is something to that where some guys just don't win big fights or certain quarterbacks throw interceptions every time. It, like, there are certain guys where the pressure does change them a little bit, makes them second guess something, keeps them in their head too much. So to see how Leon handles it, Usman handled it beautifully, obviously, because he won so many times, he defended so many times. So now we'll see, now that Leon has the target, because he's used to being the guy gunning for the champ, does that change his mentality at all now that the guy is, and everyone else is gunning for him? Maybe not, maybe it does, I don't know. I get you. Hey, Jimmy. Yes, sir. I don't know if you're familiar with my career. I am. But I had something Miami Longo. You know, fucking East Coast curse. Longo believes in all the voodoo. I fucking, <laughs> anytime I fought, you know, from Shoney Carter to fucking BJ Penn, a close fight. Dean Thomas, kind of close. Fucking, I always lost. Carol Perez and almost knocked him out. He came to, he'd give a fucking judo throw to me. I, listen, I lost on these coasts. Vegas, the tough house, I won. The fucking, ultra, oh, I became the ultimate fighter there. Yep. I fucking, I didn't lose one fight there. I'm my bed. The Matt Hughes fight, but we all know I, you know, I won. Yeah. But the point is this. I never lost in there. So it's like, you know, do I believe in that fucking voodoo? Not really. If I was still fighting and I had a fight on the East Coast, would I be like, oh, no, I know Longo might be shitting his big draws. Not me. I'll be like, fuck that. You could put that cage in fucking Hades. Anyway, well, you're not a very superstitious guy, though. Some people are. Some guys are a little superstitious, um, and maybe different things throw them. I don't know. What do you think, Schmo? You superstitious? Sometimes there's if the Schmo's waking up and we do something different, part of the routine for an interview, something could go wrong or something out of the woodwork could come up. Uh, we believe in routine. We believe in habit. You know, but uh, that's we're not too crazy about it. But good habits, you reap the rewards from those. But gentlemen, the Schmo did want to ask you when we have a couple of minutes at least yes. about this welterweight division right now because we talked about the guys at the top. We talk about the Masvidal, the Burns fight. We talk about Leon Edwards. We talk about uh, Usman. But what yes. about Bilal Muhammad? What about Hamza Chimaev? Is he fighting at 185? Is he fighting at 170? What's the deal with Colby Covington? Those three guys are also in the mix for next in line for title. Maybe not so much Colby Covington fighting for the next title shot. He's got to fight one of those guys. But somewhere along the lines, what of those three guys, a matchup's got to be made, and there's got to be a title eliminator. What do you say? Yeah, what is Covington doing? Is Covington, because of all this legal nonsense with uh, Masvidal, is that kind of affected, or does he have an injury that people just don't know about? Here's the Schmo's theory. And I've said this before. And then Bilal Muhammad goes on Joe Rogan. He says the Schmo's theory because we talked about this before. I believe there's this legal situation that's still ongoing. And part of the legal situation is he got blindsided and hit in the head. If his lawyers are calling brain injury to this, you can't take a fight inside the cage because that will nullify having a case of actually having brain injury from the sucker punch from Mosfidal. So until this thing gets resolved, the Schmo doesn't think Colby Covington enters the cage. And then when it comes to Hamza Chimaev, what do you weigh? Like 179 or 178.5, whatever it was, 179.5. And his last fight against Kevin Holland, is this guy going to make weight? Is he going to be a 170-er? Is he going to be a 185-er? We talked about the Reaper before. The Schmo thinks that's the fight. You make Robert Whitaker 
Hamza Chimaev at 185, maybe that's a title eliminator. But if he fights at 170, you don't have Kobe Covington, Bilal Muhammad, Hamza Chimaev. There you go. I don't believe he's fighting at 170, Kamzat. I might be wrong. I could have swore I heard he's going up to 185. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. But that's what I heard. And I wouldn't feel secure with him fighting anybody. If he didn't make the weight before for Diaz, who the, why would you feel confident about him making that weight? I wouldn't. I wouldn't for any fight. I just, he, didn't even see, he didn't even seem to give a fuck. He's like, oh, well, who are they going to give it to? It's like, dude, you didn't, make the, you didn't make weight by almost 10 pounds. What are you talking about? So it's like... I wouldn't, I think, let's just assume he's going up to 185 because I think it's silly to say that he's not silly, but I don't, it doesn't look like it's happening. Um, yeah, if, if that, that DS fight was a big fight. That was, that a, was a big fight. I know. That, that was kind of cool for Diaz the way it worked out. Yes. And for, and hey, Kevin Holland lost the first, but he still stepped up and took it, and nobody lost any respect for Kevin Holland. I want to see him versus Roman, uh, the Georgian, the uh, Leeds A. Yes. But he's got a big fight coming up in London, March 18th, against Marvin Vittori, number eight versus number four. That's a huge mm. one. That is real. That's going to be a fun That's a fight. great fight. That's a great wow, fight. Wow. Wow. I like that. It's hard to keep. It's literally hard to keep up with so many. There are so many interesting fights. Uh, a Fazeev against Gaethje, I can't wait to see. I mean, that's a tremendous co-main event in, uh, in London. And there are so many fights, third and fourth fights down on the card that could be main events on fight nights. Absolutely. And the Shmo wants to say this because we just brought up the 155ers. Michael Chandler, I know he's holding out in hopes for Conor McGregor. There's rumors that there could be Conor McGregor, Tony Ferguson, the ultimate fighter this summer. But if Chandler doesn't get Conor McGregor, it's his turn. He's now two and three in the UFC to fight these younger up and coming guys, the Armand Sarukians, the Gamrots. Give them a chance to crack the top five. It's Chandler's turn to do that. This is the thing. Fighting a guy like Gamrot, uh, am I saying Gamrot, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, or fighting Connor, they're equally as dangerous, I'm going to feel. That's a dangerous fucking fight. So it's like you can go from fighting Connor and having a fucking night. So right now, Chandler's probably got a voodoo doll fucking turning Tony Ferguson and the other lightweights sticking those motherfuckers. He has either a huge fucking thing or like you're saying one of these young fines coming after him and now it's a totally different it's you, you're risking just as much so it's like i know he's probably like fuck come on connor come through so Benil darius just did it he, he well, risked he, it he fought gamrot he passed the test he gave the younger guy who had the ranking behind him an opportunity he passed the test and now what he might be fighting charles Oliveira instead of getting that title shot an eight fight win streak I mean, this is where we're at, boys. This is the fight game. The best fight, the best. Doesn't matter the age. Doesn't matter where you're at in your career. You want a chance at the title. You want a chance to be Matt Sarah and be a champion. Here you go. I don't think uh, Connor's had a layoff, and uh, I don't think he takes Chandler. I, I mean, I don't think Connor's afraid to fight anybody, but I don't think that's a great fight for Connor. I think there are other fights that are, are better matchups for him uh, than Chandler. I think that's a very hard fight for uh for connor if he takes that fight i don't think he'll take that fight so i think that i could see that fight happening at 170 i could yeah. see that but the thing is this stylistically i think connor especially as of late and no not and i like i i like tony ferguson i think he's different but that's not a bad thing right but i think stylistically that's a way better fight for him and he's especially because tony's been having a hard time lately and if you know connor I mean, I mean, I think that's going to be the route that he'd probably go because there's a lot more to risk with, you know, this is, I mean, Chandler could be like a, a Chad Mendez with a, a proper training camp. You know what I'm saying? He's got the ability to strike and shoot and not get tired. So I don't know. I think it's going to be a harder matchup than Tony. I mean, it's going to be a different fight. Tony's going to be the fight that he wants, a stand-up fight. I think Chandler can give that to him, but he can mix in those takedowns. And I don't know. I, that's my thoughts on it. I also think the fight I wanted to see as a fan, and Matt, you know I've been yapping about this since 2016, is, uh, is Connor against Gaethje. That's a fight that I would love to see. Again, uh, I, I, I think that's a fight he takes to um, a very, very that would be a brutal fight. Um, would Gaethje be willing to go up to 170 if he had to? I don't know if he has the ability to do that. I think oh, most guys would. would def- he would fight 170 to fight Connor McGregor, 100%. I, I think most guys would. I don't know how effective he'd be if he's ever fought at that weight, what he walks around at. Like, you know, that's a big jump for a guy. Um, but yeah, if Connor wants to fight at one, 
170. I think guys would, would jump up from bantamweight if they had to uh, just to get a shot at Connor. We'll throw another name in there if he's successful in uh, April. Why not Conor McGregor and Masvidal? They've been rumored together at 170. Oh, I would, I would love to see that. I would really love to see that. Both their skill sets are, are, I think, are very similar. You know what I mean? Different type of striking, but again, man, it would take place where they both want it. And uh, I don't think either guy's take, throwing in a takedown either. So that'd be interesting. You know? I think you're right. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Listen, man. Yes. I don't know about you. I don't know if you want to call it, but we had a fucking blast. Oh yeah, I have to go. I have to go to a a, a store. I have to return something. Oh, this is entertaining. Hold on, hold on, <laughs> hold the fort. Go ahead, Jimmy. What are you returning? Just a pair of earrings. I got my girlfriend because she hated them. Wow. I'm, I wish <laughs> I'm a shit gift giver. <laughs> she hated yeah, the fucking Jimmy, earrings. I'm not good at getting gifts either. Schmo, no. what do you want to plug, bro? Come on, man. Throw it at us. We well, appreciate that. Well, uh. Follow the Schmo wherever you can at the Schmo 312. We're on TikTok. We're on Instagram. We're on Twitter. Check out the Schmo's YouTube at the Schmo. And uh, gentlemen, the Schmo's playing in a celebrity basketball game this Saturday. I know it's the same night. It's a late start time for the USC. Derek was Mayweather does a celebrity basketball game at UNLV, the Cox Uh Pavilion. It's the Pro Bowl here. During Super Bowl weekend, you're going to have Trayvon Diggs, Stefan Diggs, a bunch of the Pro Bowlers, Dennis Rodman's a coach, the worm, one of the Chicago hometown heroes for the Schmo, and Gary Payton's the other coach. Uh, the Schmo's going to get some buckets, maybe block Floyd Mayweather, stuff a shot. We'll see what happens. That is well, so cool, man. Very nice. Yeah, that's awesome. And um, for me, I just say, if you want to come see me Wednesday night, I'll be at the Fat Black Pussycat here in New York every Wednesday this month running my hour. So come down and see me and uh, – Get a cameo from uh, the great Matt Sarah or go see uh, Matt over at Matt Sarah BJJ. That's right. SarahBJJ.com. You want in here in Long Island, you want to get some Kimuras in. Guys, I had a blast. Me too, pal. And as you as, as the show ends, it ends to this. When you got the schmo, you feel the magic. When you got the schmo, you get the scoop. When you got the schmo, later, schmo. Later, Matt. Good seeing you, buddy. We'll see you again soon, all right? Thanks for having the schmo. Honor. Take care. Thank you, guys. Ask Sherwin-Williams and get 30% off Duration and Super Deck products May 17th through the 20th. That means 30% off our most popular color family, blue. Psychologists have found it to be soothing and relaxing, which makes it especially great for bedrooms and bathrooms. And of course, get 30% off all of our other colors. Shop the sale online or visit your neighborhood Sherwin-Williams store. Click the banner to learn more. Retail sales only. Some exclusions apply. See store for details. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.